Hi again and welcome back. This episode of the podcast is again brought to you by A Life of Education. Alifeofeducation.com is the UAE's only dedicated health and fitness educational website delivering health and fitness content to fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts from a variety of sections of the health and fitness world. With talks and lectures uh, in areas like nutrition, anatomy and physiology, female development, yoga and pilates, sports medicine, strength conditioning, uh, the business of fitness and many more to be added in the future. Allo's mission is to bring leading experts from around the world of health and fitness together on one platform to share their knowledge and expertise on a global scale. So um, currently, if you go over to www.aliveofeducation.com, you'll see um, sort of a pre-launch page where you can get yourself, uh, you have the opportunity to win a brand new Fitbit Ionic. Um, just simply enter your details there and uh, you could be in with a chance of winning that nice, funky new piece of kit. This episode of the podcast doesn't need much introduction to some people, but to those who might not know who he is, myself and Matt caught up at Eddie Hall at the Dubai uh, Muscle Show this weekend um, that was going on in the, in the Trade Center, an absolutely fantastic show. Uh, looking back on it, there was uh, bodybuilding shows, there was pole dancing competitions, strongman competitions, fitness challenges, um, parkour things, there was uh, fighting, I don't know what kind of boxing, MMA, everything you can think of was going on there. And there was lots of uh, kind of famous celebrity guest appearances. And Eddie Hall was amongst one of the guys who myself and Matt were fortunate enough to speak with. Eddie Hall is currently the world's strongest man. Um, he's from the UK. He's uh, he's won it quite recently. I'm not sure exactly when the competition was, but he's won it very recently, and it will live. I think it will televise on in the UK anyway over uh, Christmas and the New Year. Just to put into a little bit of perspective, he's uh, one meter ninety one, so he's about six foot four, six foot five. And he's 186 kilos body weight, which is 410 pounds. So this guy's absolutely huge. And um, myself and Matt got to sort of speak to him. Really nice guy, absolutely humble gentleman. Knows what it is to work hard. Though when you listen to his training schedule, you'll uh, you'll see what it takes to become literally the strongest man in the world. So uh, yeah, we'll get on with it. We'll go straight in. This is myself, Matt, and. The strongest man in the world, Eddie Hall. We're back again. Um, it's myself and Matt. How are we doing? Time we have the fortune of meeting with uh, Eddie Hall, current world's strongest man. How are Congratulations! You yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, how are you finding your time here so far? Yeah, good. Dubai is uh, very unusual, must say. Uh, but yeah, the, the people seem very friendly, and this this the show is, is good. You know, very professional, very busy. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Have you been here before? Um, not for. 
not for any more than half a day. So, you know, this is the first time we've been out in yeah. Dubai exploring, yeah. Yeah, cool. You're doing a lot more traveling now recently. Yeah, a uh, hell of a lot more. You know, virtually every day I've got some sort of appearance, um, you know, some sort of speech expo. So, yeah, every day I've got something on. And I guess lot, in, out the country a lot. Has that just now exploded since, obviously, like the world's strongest man? Like, Yeah, I mean, obviously I've been building up quite a good brand uh, before I won the world's strongest man. But, but since then, it's just been chaotic, you know, all sorts of requests and, and, and pathways have opened up. So, yeah, it's really, really kicked off after the world. And, and like, how do you find that? Because obviously it's a kind of an individual sort of sport, right? And so in a sense, I guess you spend a lot of your time kind of just with you and your training partners and somewhat isolated while you're going through that. Like, are you, are you into the whole sort of media thing or is it kind of like a, like, oh man, here we go. Here's like the, the grind of the job. Here's such. the two lads trying to do a podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been dealing with the media and TV side of things since day one. So. Sure. It's something I've just took part part and parcel of what I do, you know, uh, just take it in my stride. It's got a very hectic, you know, every single newspaper, TV and magazine uh, wants an interview, you know. So I do my best to, get, to sort of oblige and keep up. But, um, yeah, the, the stress has really come on after the world. You know, I thought it was going to be, you know, win the title and all your problems go away. Sure. But uh, no, this is where the hard graph comes in. This is where you've got to capitalize on the title, you know. This is where I earn, earn my living. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and in general, like, how long is kind of the strongman season? Because I know it's it's kind of changed a little bit, obviously, with the different federations and stuff. But um, like, what's your competitive year? What does it look like? Like, how many times are you competing in a season? Uh, me myself, pretty much from the start, I've only done five, six shows a year, but they're all spaced out pretty evenly. So mm-hmm. there is no off season. You know, you sure. got to be strong, strong all year round. Uh, you, you know, you can have Britons in January, Europe's in April. Worlds end of July, and then we've got the world, another World Championships in September. So there's no there's no yeah. way off. You have a week off; it takes you a month to catch up in the strength world. So you know, I didn't have a holiday for seven years, right? You know, because that because of that, the, 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 it's all all throughout the year. There's no rest no rest points. Sure. And uh, how are you sort of periodizing that? Like in your own training, like have you just got obviously a couple of key competitions? Obviously, I guess the worlds being the most important. But do you, do you sort of have your your favorites, like the ones that you really try and sort of make an impact on? Um, strongman is an all-year-round sport, as I said. You know, th- there is no layoff. Yeah. You train the same all year round. Every week, I'm aiming to get stronger. Every single week. So, yes, I try. I try and aim my strength to sort of peak at worlds. You know, the big one, like world's sure. strongest man. But in reality, you've got to be in that condition all year round because you've just got to basically get to that that size you want to be and then keep at that size and, and, and maintain the strength and that's the only way to do it sure and like how does how does that sort of process look then because obviously it must be kind of hazardous like sort of injuries and things like that like how, how do you sort of like what's your day-to-day like how do you sort of judge okay i'm going to go heavier this week i'm going to take it lighter do you have a sort of setup and a process yeah i mean training for will strongest man was the hardest thing i've ever done in my life you know it was a full 12 month commitment every single day there was no days off yeah you know uh, spending an hour an hour a week with the family um it would consist of getting up at two or three o'clock in the morning setting alarms eating raw steak and protein shakes nice getting up going back to bed getting up at seven to have another protein shake go back to bed get up at nine full english breakfast with fruit flapjacks beef jerky go back to bed and then <laughs> you know 11 o'clock it'd be physio yeah 200 gram of cashew nuts lots of fruit juices waters back to bed get up at one o'clock have dinner you know that'd be steak chicken pastas veg cheesecake for pudding nice uh back to bed 
Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, three o'clock would be like my second lunch. So that'd be like tuna sandwiches, flapjacks, bananas, apples, loads of Lucas Aids. Go to the gym, train for four hours. I'd consume three or four litres of fruit juice whilst I'd train. Sure. Another litre of protein shake, litre of coconut water. I would then go to a gym, do hot cold treatments. I would stretch for an hour, hot cold treatments for an hour. Home, tea, spag ball, curry, whatever. Over another family cheesecake. Yeah. What's and your favorite then, cheesecake? Yeah. And then I'd go in, <laughs> in, the, in the gym at the bottom of the garden and I'd spend an hour and a half every night in a hyperbaric chamber. Nice. Just staring at, a, you know, a ceiling, nothing to do. Uh, and that was every day of my life. Right. There were no days off. How, that long, was, did you, how long did you do that for? 365 days. That was from, from Will's 2016 to 17. That was a full year of, didn't miss one meal. Really? One physio session. Jesus. That's what it takes, eh? Yeah. Didn't miss one, one never went on it. I'll tell you, I haven't been on holiday for seven years. No family days out, no going out for meals, no, no, no family birthdays, christening, Christmases. All that was out the window. You know, it was strongman. Strongman was my life. Yeah. That's what you had to do to be number one. There was no, there was no days off. You couldn't have a day off. Yeah. There's not, there's not that idea where people think, oh, it's just genetics. It's, it's. 365 days hard work. I, I get pretty pissed at people when they say it's just genetics. You yeah, know, yeah. The, the, I'm not. I'm not a genetic freak. Yeah. You know, you got people like Brian Shaw and Four that are like six foot nine, six foot ten. They could hold 34, 35 stone in body weight. You you look at pictures of me when I was younger. Yes, I was ripped, but that's because I was a national champion swimmer. You know, I, I had the basics there. But if you if I didn't train or, or, or do any sports, I'd be no bigger than any other human being. You know, I'm still the yeah. si- same size. Yeah. As everybody else in high school, it's just more defined mm. from what I did. At what stage did you know, like, I might do this, I might chase this, like, I'm pretty strong. Like, what was, what was the moment? Was there a, a, a tipping point where you went, right, I'm going to go full on for this? Um, well, I, I, was, I was expelled from high school quite early on. So, you know, where, where everyone else was sort of studying the GCSEs, I'd be in a gym, you mm. know. So I'd be lifting weights when everyone else would be doing maths lessons. Uh, that's where it started, really. By the time I was, by the time I was 17 years old, I was 17 stone, no body fat whatsoever because obviously I kept the swimming up until that point. And then you know I started lifting weights properly, so I go to the gym routinely every day. And that's when it started. By 19, I was the strongest guy in the gym, the strongest guy in the area and I thought I've got to do something with this I've got to try the waters you know see, see what I can do sure entered my first strongman contest when I was 19 uh, I think I came fifth out of 30, 30 guys and that was it that was that was my bite you know that I wanted in uh, I remember saying to friends and family that very day I'm going to be the world's strongest man one day oh really and 10 years later pretty much to the day I'd won the world's strongest man that's so, awesome yeah that's cool uh, and then how has like the training sort of progressed over that time then? Cause it's, it's one of those things, I guess, where like the same things you did to deadlift 200 kilos, isn't going to be the same thing that gets you to 300 and so forth. So like, how has that kind of transitioned for you? Like in terms of the training, it's been very tough. You know, when I first started out, I was working, uh, 60 hours a week in the day. So I was doing 10 hour days, Monday to Saturday. I had my own door company. So I was mm. working Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays and Mondays on the doors as well in the, in the, you know, moonlighting. Sure. Um, so I was working 80 to 90 hours a week in total, plus trying to tra- train for 20 plus hours a week. And I did that for 10 years, you yeah. know, 10 years solid. There was no layoff. And again, you know, a very sad life, really. Work, gym. You know, I- I'd leave the house at half six in the morning and I wouldn't get in until half 10 at night every sure. day, eat and go to bed. And I'd just repeat. Um, it wasn't until... 
I was about 27. I met, I met uh, a local millionaire in my area who basically shook hands and he agreed to sponsor me, you know, quit right. your job. And he, he, he just said, look me in the eyes and said, can you win the world's strongest man? I was like, yes, I fucking can. <laughs> and, and that was it. That was the deal done. We shook hands and that was it. I quit my job. And uh, that was... That was the very start of 2015. So mm. here we are, two and a half years later, the world's strongest man. Sure. And that was that was the turning point for me. That was when I was able to quit the job, and instead of working all day, I'd be resting, doing my physio, doing my stretching, eat, preparing my food properly. You know, it just that's what made the difference to me. Yeah, was, sure. Was, was becoming full time. Yeah, just like having the time to actually train and recover properly, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing is, when you're working full-time, you're not recovering. You're on your feet all day. You, t- you know, you, you, I'm fixing trucks. Then at night, I wasn't sleeping. I was, you know, doing security work. So when I, when I quit those jobs and I sold, the, sold the, the security company, it was, you know, I used that time properly. I was yeah. preparing my meals. I was, actually had time to do physio. I actually had time to train a bit longer, eat, prepare my food and do these recovery methods, the hot cold treatments, the stretching, because sure. before that I could, I didn't have time to have physio, yeah. you know, or, or hot cold or stretch. So this, it, that's when it all came together. Sure. And, um, how do you plan it in terms of like the actual sort of strongman training itself? Cause obviously it's like a variety of events and you don't know what's going to come up until the competition day. Yeah, like more or less. yeah. So it, what's your strategy? Do you sort of focus on your weaknesses or you like double down on your strengths and just kind of, play to those or how do you work originally i would just get as strong as i possibly could i didn't i mean i went to will strongest man 2012 and i'd i'd never done a single bit of strongman training right i was just a gym goer you know yeah, i sure. just squat bench and deadlift um it wasn't until i got to wills 2012 i thought hey you know i i've got to will strongest man without even trying what if i actually incorporated strongman training into it so what i did was which what was relevant to the contest so if i had will strongest man coming up you could almost guess the events you yeah because they, they sort of structure them every year so they swap evenly you know one year you've got squat in the final one year you've got deadlift yeah you know one year you've got a keg toss you know one year you, you haven't so you know you can always sort of work it out and that's what you base your training on i would train as a normal bodybuilder day in day out but at the end of every session so I'd do my squats, my leg press, my, you know, and then at the end of, the, end of that session, I would train yoke, my legs. Yeah. Bench, I would train, you know, flat incline dumbbells, and then I'd go and do log press. So sure. I'd always train the relevant body parts and then do strongman training at the end. And that was always in, 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 in coincidence with what was coming up. So if I had a log press in a contest, I'd do nothing but log. Yeah. Axel, I'd do nothing but axel, that kind of thing. Sure. And like, have you become sort of more creative with like, is it a public gym you work in or do you have like your own home gym? No, I, I go to a public gym, sure. um, Strength Asylum in Stoke. You know, it's quite, it's quite the, like one of the meccas of yeah, the bodybuilding sure. world. It's got all the hammer strength kit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just keep all my, all my strongman kit in there. So, yeah, I do, I do bits at home, you know, the cardio stuff. But mainly it's done in, in that gym. And I'd go for other gyms from a cardio. do sort of like caveman training as well. And I do swimming, keep, you know, keep nimble. Sure. Um, yeah, I always remember seeing, I think it was uh, Maris Pujanowski ended up kind of creating his own little sort of strongman circuit in his backyard. Like, it, it, would you ever sort of, do you ever get into that? Like, do you ever sort of try and create some of the actual events themselves? Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You, know, you have to get the kit and, and actually, you know, the, people, you know, I've been asked before, how do you train 
pulling a truck. Well, yeah. It's easy. You're going to get a fucking truck and you pull <laughs> you it. Pull it. It's, you know, it's not that hard, really, is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, sure. You know, um, the Atlas Stones, you buy the yeah. Atlas Stones and you put them onto platforms. The yokes, buy a yoke, yeah. buy a log, buy an axle. I guess it's stuff like the, the five fingers and things like that, the ones where it yeah. gets a little bit sort of dicey. If you want to get, if you want to be the world's strongest man, you've got to, you've got to invest in yourself, you know, and, and the kit is part of that process. So go buy the kit and, sure. get, you know, and train with it on a daily basis. Uh, and in terms of like the uh, just kind of the sets and the reps, are you always sort of going heavy, or do you do you sort of plan like I'm going to do a bit of volume now, and then I'm going to do a bit of intensity, and then I used to I used to train just heavy every yeah. single session, you know, as as heavy as I could go every single session. Um, then I found out that wasn't the you know there was the best way to do things. I sure. found that speed work worked very well, especially on the deadlifts. Yeah, uh, you've got to train power from the floor, and you can't do that lifting heavy weights. You have to lift light weights fast. Yeah. to train your fast twitch fibers, your explosive muscles. Kind of like the whole West Side sort of style. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was it, for me. I've never had a coach. I've never had a nutritionist. It's all been trial and error. You know, right. I've literally just done it all on my own back. Just just got stuck in. Sure, that's amazing. You've done it all yourself hmm. with no coach. No coach. We're, we're not. You know, it's not football. It's not mm. rugby. There's not like a coach you can go to and get taught this. Right. The only way to learn it is to go and do it. Yeah. Look on YouTube. Look how things are well, done. Yeah, the okay. techniques. The, the, there is no one, you know. I mean, people keep saying to me, well, why don't you do coaching? Well, it's, I haven't got the time for that at the minute. But, yeah. you know, perhaps in the future, I'd love to set something like that up, some sort of strongman schools. You know, there has been cases, especially around my area, where the, the high schools have started teaching strongman. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And that's because the sports really come on the last few years. You know, the schools are getting little Atlas Stones log presses. I mean, that's brilliant. That's, what, yeah, that's yeah. what they need. Yeah, it's getting huge now. Like, I've seen, like, even here, like, it's, it's, uh, we actually ran one, what was it, a few years back, the UAE strongest yeah. athlete or something. And, like, people yeah, are yeah. really sort of thirsty yeah. for that sort of stuff now. Just because it's different. I think people get bored of just the machines all the time. They like the idea of having to the, pull a truck. And the, the thing is with, with, with Will Strongest Man, it, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a freak show. Yeah. You know, you want to see freaky huge guys move freaky huge weights. It's it's like the WWE, you know. That nobody's interested in in a, in a couple of little little guys wrestling yeah. and tickling each other. They <laughs> they want to see Andre the Giant come out and fucking belly blast somebody, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes it entertaining. That's why everyone loves strongman. They get these huge powerful guys that are the freak of the freak of the nature, you know, 6 foot 9, 6 foot 10. And people love that. Yeah, you know, people love watching the freaks of the world, and that—that that to me is what makes it entertaining. Do you have any aspirations to go down that route in future? What the freak shows? No, the, <laughs> the entertainment route. Yeah, well, since I've won the title of World's Strongest Man, the you know it's opened so many paths, so many opportunities, and they've all been thrown at me all at once. You yeah, know, TV work, celebrity, t- you know, TV shows. Um, even to the point where American TV companies want me to do like Osborne sort of home reality TV oh, really? shows. There's just been no WWE have even been in touch. Yeah, you know there is no end of opportunities that have been opened up, and it's just for me now. I'm I'm doing very well what I'm doing. You know, being here, traveling the world, doing appearances, motivational speeches for companies. I'm earning a good living, yeah. and I'm enjoying myself, and that's what's important for me now. It's just about picking that right path. You know, yeah. all these opportunities are coming. We're, we're we're sort of investigating and looking at all of them, but which one will it take? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Sure. So we could be seeing you at WWE soon then, maybe. Or acting. <laughs> you never know. Or acting. We, we spoke to Kai Green recently, and he's gone down the acting route. Yeah, I mean, act, acting is something I'll, I'll be willing to do. But, but again, acting is not always the best way, for, you know, even for, for, the, for top-level athletes like myself. There are better opportunities out there. Sure. A lot better. 
And uh, in terms of the strong man, are like, you going to continue pursuing that, like um, fight for the title again next year? Um, it's on the cards. You know, I'm still training hard. I'm still, you know, I'm still sort of, I did lose a lot of weight after Worlds, but I put it all back on. Um, it's on the cards. I, I'm still in the sport, but as I say, it's just hoping so many paths. Sure. I will be retiring in the next, definitely within the next 12, 13 months. There's no right, doubt right, in my right. mind. I'll be walking away. Why? Mainly, mainly health reasons. Um, you know, when I won the Worlds, I was, you know, close to 440 pounds of body weight, 31 and a half stone. Christ. And you, for, for a six foot three man, that's just not natural. Hmm. You know, that you're putting a lot of pressure on your organs and, you know, working with blood nutritionists, I'm in private doctors, I've had a few scares and being that weight was very dangerous, very dangerous. Sure. So to put it blank, you know, you can't be 440 pounds for 10 years. You're going to kill yourself. Mm. And I know that, you know, I'm well aware of that. that It's a dangerous thing to do. So, you know, I've won the world's, in my eyes, I've done it. That's my lifelong dream. I've been the world six times to achieve that. Why why would I go back and, and, and lose the legacy, you know, come second, third, maybe I could win it again, but why would I risk my life to go and do that and yeah. put myself through that fucking torture again? <laughs> yeah, the 365 days. Not just days my family or... and myself. Yeah. When, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I think I'm doing the right thing, you know, I'm, I'm earning a good living, I'm having fun and I'm, I'm recuperating some years back on my life and that's, yeah. what's, that's what's most important. You know, doing what I've done, I've probably took decades off my life and now sure. it's up to me to put it back on you know i've got to claim those years back somehow get healthy sort my diet out lose some body weight uh and live a long life and see my see my grandkids grow up you sure. know, eventually when i when i have some yeah yeah you know do you think there's anything uh that you regret not doing because of the amount of time you spend training like is there anything you missed any kind of family events or you know the way you'll see athletes can you use this example before with people athletes in college they can't go out party and they've got to be on the track at whatever yep. time in the morning yeah, I mean, there's plenty that I wish I had done, but it's all been worth it. You know, I I remember going through all this, you know, as I say, I haven't had a holiday in seven years. And then you'd see on Facebook, all the Sremen going on holiday every year, every six months. And to me, that was ludicrous. You know, if you were serious about the sport, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd achieve your goal, then relax. I have missed birthdays. I have missed Christmases. I have missed christenings. I've, you know, I've missed fucking every family event there is. But to me now, I can enjoy, I can enjoy that life tenfold. Yeah, sure. I haven't got to you know I'm got to worry about anything else. You know, I'm set up for life, and it's just I, I can recoup all that time. You know, my kids are still young. My, my kids are nine and five. Yeah, yeah. You know that I haven't missed much at all. My lads only just started talking. You know, I haven't missed yeah. anything. I've, I've missed the the nappy changing. Sure. Scene, you know, <laughs> and you've been the one nursing them in the middle yeah. of the night while you're eating I've steak. Had a, <laughs> I've had a very supportive wife, you know, and family, and. But just just very lucky, really, to met such have such a good surround surrounding team around me. Sure. What, what does she make of it all? Your wife, like, is she just like, ah, oh, like, when's he going to stop this shit? Do you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been very stressful. Yeah. You know, I haven't been around more, sure. more than an hour a week, apart from coming home and eating at the end of the day. Yeah. I wasn't around. You know, all weekends I'd always be away competing or doing exhibitions. Um, it's been tough on everybody, mum, dad, brothers. I say because I haven't been at any family occasion. I, she, 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 I think she's, she was so happy when I won the worlds. Obviously, cause it, since then, it's been a different marriage completely. Yeah. You know, it was getting very stressful toward up towards the worlds. You know, to the point of a marriage breakdown, sure. and then when I won the worlds, all that was recouped. You know, it, it sort of sorted, it sorted itself out because all that 
time I was spent away was then, you know, I was like training different times. Yes, I'm a bit busier with appearance and stuff, but I am home a lot more. I mean, I'm spending a lot more time with my wife and kids. Sure. And how do you, so middle of the night, the alarm goes off. How do you motivate yourself again for the 200th night in a row to get up, have the shake and then get back into down the end of the garden and, and start lifting weights? Like what's the mental fortitude? What do you tell yourself when you just don't want to do it? Well, it, it, it's all about, you know, you've got to push yourself. You've got to be consistent. And if you're not, you know, if I didn't have a holiday for seven years, I mean, that shows I'm pretty, you know, consistent. You know, mm. I'm pretty uh, committed to, to, to the cause. Um, in my eyes, if I, if I didn't do all those things, I, I probably would have never won the world's strongest man. And this career, if that's what you want to call it, a career, would have never ended. You know, and perhaps... You know, I always said, uh, if you don't see me on that first place trophy podium at World's Strongest Man, I have a die tried or a doctor told me to stop. I'll probably have died trying, Yeah. you know. And I just want, I needed to nail it off as early as I could in my life so I can enjoy the rest of my life. So I don't want to be doing that 365 days a year until I'm 40, which some guys are probably willing to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So, yeah, the World's Strongest Man must air, we say, what, two weeks time, right? So the guys at home can see you then. Yeah, I mean, World's Strongest Man starts airing sort of mid-December, so uh, next week or so we'll start seeing it coming on the TV. We've got all the Giants live, the qualifiers for the Worlds, then we've got the heats. Um, and then World's Strongest Man final, I believe, would be New Year's Day, top of yeah. the head. Yeah, it uh, normally is. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we've got some... Sorry. That's yeah, no right. problem, man. So, so yeah, we, we, we've, we've got some great, great, some, air, some great airtime over Christmas. You say that you do some motivational speaking. Yeah. What, what kind of things are you telling people in those? Like, what's your main focus if you're trying to get a, a corporate gig to... Well, it, it's tough, you know, because when I get approached by these big corporate companies come and do motivational speeches, I'm like, well, you know, what, what do I talk about? And it, it, to me, it doesn't seem as though I've got anything to talk about, but to them, it is quite inspiring and motivating because at the end of the day, you know, I was a guy that dropped out of high school went through a very serious bout of depression and turned my life around, you know, stuck to something and achieved it, you know, and, and, and basically talking about how I achieved it, what I had to do, the, the, the hardship, the getting expelled from high school, the depression, getting into Strongman and then eventually getting to World's Strongest Man and, and, and the, 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 I mean, when you go to World's Strongest Man, you, 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 as Britain's strongest man, you know, I went into the worlds and I felt like a like a little girl when I, when I, when I arrived because these guys are a different level. Yeah. And as an alpha male, that's pretty tough to take. So, you know, little stories like that just help, you know, people are inspired by that. You know, For it's sure. someone, you could have a big pair of bollocks to go after the world's strongest man title, yet alone achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so where can people catch you? Like where, so the world's strongest man, a couple of weeks time, are you on social media and doing the whole thing or? Uh, I'm all over the country, yeah. you know, doing appearances. Obviously, I'll be quite heavily uh, on, on social media. But, yeah, Will Strongsman TV and then the New Year, Britain's Strongest Man's end of January and, uh, in Sheffield. So there's a little lot, lots going on. Cool. And it's uh, still on Channel 5 right in the UK? It is, yeah, yeah Channel 5. Channel 5. Yeah. And I guess being sport, it'll be on over here on that. Yeah, so I'm sure people can get a hold of it online somehow yeah. anyway. Like, it's the internet now, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, all right, well, do you have anything else you want to add? Any sort of motivational things to tell people who feel a bit lazy feeling a bit unmotivated just for anyone out there who uh 
that's got no inspiration, just just get up, you're off, you're off your fucking horse and go and do it. <laughs> Don't be a, pussy. a lazy twat. <laughs> you know, no, you need people in life to go out and push themselves. Because if we didn't, then we wouldn't have big skyscrapers. You know, we wouldn't have the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the world. And that's important. The, the world's got to keep evolving and improving. And if it wasn't for people like myself who are willing to push the boundaries and go out to these new levels, the world would, the world would just stop dead. So make a difference, yeah. not only to the world, but to yourself. And it'd be boring as hell. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Eddie. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. All the best. Thank you, man. Thanks very much. Take care.